This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. We'll get the fantasy takeaways from week two of the NFL preseason. We will get to Lochmas meets eight buckets lightning round edition talking schools from the ACC. But for now, we continue. Uh, it moved for week one in the National Football League regular season. And Ken, we haven't had any movements in this game recently, at least. But I do think that we should get ahead of it and, and talk about what's going to happen here when it's announced, ultimately, that Joe Burrow is going to be the Bengals starting quarterback in week number one. So obviously, a couple weeks ago, right, Burrow goes down with the calf injury. Um, game gets pulled off the boards while you were on vacation. Brenton and I are doing the show, and we kind of like don't know what's going to happen. And uh, now Burrow is seen like before the preseason games. He's like, he's throwing and he's running. We got a Zach Taylor quote from uh, might have been yesterday or like late last week, but somewhat recently over the last few days saying Burrow looks as good as he's ever looked. We feel like Burrow is going to be the starting quarterback for the Bengals week one on the road in Cleveland. So, Ken, this was a two and a half point uh, spread. Bengals were two and a half point road favorites. Where do we sit now and what's your expectation as to what might happen if and when Joe Burrow is uh, reannounced as the Bengals starter in week one? Yeah, so there there was movement, obviously, toward Cleveland and some interest in Cleveland kind of surrounding the Burrow injury when the market reopened. Um, but really, it's been, like, really, really, really stationary. Um, Cincinnati, the consensus number, I would say, is something like Cincinnati minus one or minus one and a half, depending on where you go. MGM is minus one on Cincinnati. Uh, there is very little difference in a team being favored by one or two as opposed to being favored by two or three or six or seven or nine or 10 or something like that. Um, one and two are going to land. Sometimes those are margins of victory that can happen. They just don't happen as often as the other ones. So just when I say we're kind of like around those numbers, it's kind of like nothing's really happened. And I think the interesting thing will be if slash when Burrow is named as the week one starter, okay, there will be movement towards Cincinnati, but like how much? And if you bet one, one and a half right now, do you really get anything out of it? Like, does it go all the way back to two and a half again? What if it just goes to like two? Or what if it goes to two and a half? Did you gain a lot depending on what you bet right now? Um, I don't know. Uh, I think the only thing to think about in the game is like Burroughs announces the week one starter and then like what? There's like a video of him looking awesome. Does it ever like touch three? I guess it'd be like the only question in the game. Um, Cincinnati is projected to have a, a better win total than Cleveland this year, obviously more likely to win the division, everything. So um, with the margin between the two, they're going to be favored a lot. Uh, it's just, what's the right number? Probably less than three, which means that there's like nothing really to do here. I think even though we can like see something coming, like there's an announcement and a piece of news that maybe will have market movement attached to it. It's probably baked into the line a little bit already and maybe only causes a little bit more movement. So I don't know if there's a lot to do here. I don't think three is likely. I can be wrong. It just seems like this is just kind of a market that's going to be in this range a lot of the time. 
you uh, you have an opinion as to what's going to happen in the game, assuming Joe Burrow's going to play? Because I, I'm starting to develop an opinion here. I don't want to say it's a really strong opinion yet, but I do have an opinion right now on this game and how it's going to play out. Just remind me again, and it's a, a big, who's the other edge rusher that the Browns got in the offseason to go with Miles Garrett? Um, They traded for uh, Zadarius Smith, right, from the Vikings? Right. Sorry. Yeah, I was trying to think of uh, of who the other guy that they got is. It'll be interesting if we're, we did this with uh, Minnesota, like what it, what are the moves that Minnesota made, offense, defense, um, that can affect the way that they're rated this year other than just playing better. And uh, and for Cleveland, like they're it, they're pretty bad defensively last year. And uh, some of that can be injuries and, and some other things that happen. But like at, adding Zadarius Smith seems like a pretty good idea. Maybe that kind of like boosts that, that unit a lot. Um, we'll see. I think this the right number for this game is always, and this is going to be true with a lot of these AFC North games, which are going to be absolutely brutal. Um, like sub three either way is going to be a really common number, I think, with a lot of these games. And I'm going to agree with it basically every time um, that there isn't a lot between the teams where one team can't go on the road and be favored by even three against anyone else. Um, so I, I don't think I'm, I think those are a set of games. Honestly, I'm really unlikely to have bets in um, for people that don't know, like the backstory historically <clears throat> excuse me, Cleveland plays really, 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 really well against Joe Burrow. Like this coaching staff dominates the other coaching staff and Burrow when they play. Um, so just like an angle to keep in mind. Uh, I don't think I will have a bet on the game. Um, so we, I've been asking the question all offseason, and you're right, by the way, about Brown's defense versus Joe Burrow, and they've, they've beaten the Bengals with worse quarterbacks than like good Deshaun Watson. Um, we've been asking the question all offseason, or I have at least. What if... Jordan Love is good. Like then what? Like then what happens with the Green Bay Packers and what are the bets that you make kind of as a, as a result of Jordan Love being good? Um, there's another question I'd like to ask. What if Deshaun Watson's bad? What if he's just not good? Um, reports are not good. And Watson could show up and look like Houston to Sean Watson. I'm not saying he's definitely going to be bad. But um, Greg Rosenthal of NFL Media floated this out like early like before the Hall of Fame game. And then a bunch of Browns beat reporters have kind of like confirmed that this is what's going on, that Watson is not a fit in Kevin Stefanski's offense. Now, what's that going to mean? It means that they're going to fire Kevin Stefanski because Watson's got $230 million guaranteed. But Watson wants to play out of structure. That's kind of where he had a ton of his success in Houston, was a top five quarterback doing that. And the Stefanski offense is all structure. Like they're going to run the ball a ton here. Watson basically just has to make the right read, like not play out of structure. And it may not be a good fit and Watson may not be happy. Um, and I just think it's something to consider. Like what if Watson's not good? What if this looks like Ken, what it did at the end of last season when Watson didn't play well? Like, we may look look back on this a month, six weeks from now and say, like, remember when we bet Cincinnati under three on the road in Cleveland? Now, the Browns, rest of the Browns roster is really good, but since he's power rated as one of the best teams in the league, I'm not saying I'm going to bet Cincinnati. I just don't think I'm going to bet Cleveland in this game. I, I would need three and a half to consider betting Cleveland, I think. Um, for me, this sure. is going to be Cincinnati or nothing. I think it's going to be nothing for me. Yeah, I, I agree with you that there's the chance that Deshaun is uh, doesn't play very well. And I agree with you that Stefanski would be the fall guy in that situation. I think that makes perfect sense. I'm glad you said it. Uh, I don't think that lends itself to this game specifically as a bet necessarily, other than like Watson could be that in this game too. And they could lose in a game that's like 50% each way uh, at home against a really good team. I think the other thing is if we start to like Pittsburgh more than the market does, whatever that means, just like to be good. And Pickett's, like, let, well, do we want to do quarterback what-ifs? Like, what if Kenny Pickett's great? 
someone in the division has to be bad. <laughs> like they, like it, and it's it's not that they all can't finish. Like the, like the fourth place team could be five hundred. Like they don't have to be really bad. But like, there's not a lot of room for like everyone to win eleven games. Like that's just not really how it's going to work. And I think like okay, make a bear case for an AFC North team. Like you could do it with Cincinnati for sure. Like. And it would, the root of it would probably be like Burroughs health and status and availability. That would probably be the case for them. And it's just like never right the whole time. And he aggravates it and whatever. And then they could be really bad because it's a quarterback injury to like one of the MVP candidates in the league. You could make a Baltimore bear case. That's basically like, what if the Munkin offense in Lamar is the worst fit of all time? And Odell Beckham's like just old Odell Beckham, not like five years ago, old, like old, like he's age old. And he's just like, not very good. And like this whole thing falls apart. Okay, like, we don't really know how the Todd Munkin offense is going to look. Okay, and then I think you just made the Cleveland case, which is, what if the defense is still bottom half of the league, and Deshaun's just kind of what we saw last year? And it's almost like, which of those is the most likely? Not not the Cincinnati one, because I think Burrow's fine. <laughs> and, like, if he's going to start every game, the answer kind of can't be them. He could get hurt, and the answer can be them. But, like, if he's going to play, the answer can't be them. It's got to be one of the other two, if Pittsburgh's better. I could actually, I could understand a case on both, honestly. And maybe the answer is to bet both under, really. But the Cleveland case is a little easier to make, I think, just based on the the long amount of time off how he looked last year, the reporting about the fit with the coach, like, okay, maybe the Lamar thing doesn't work that great, but like that upside's still probably better than this upside, uh, or that average, honestly, is probably better than this average more often than not. So of the three bear cases for the AFC North team, I think you, you're right that Cleveland's probably the easiest one to make. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here. Terrific football Tuesday, wrapping up our conversation, line moving for week one in the NFL. Ken, when you look at the rest of the board, any games that we haven't discussed, anything stand out, any game you'd like to bring up, any line movement, or even a game without line movement that you may have an opinion on that you may not have had in the past? Uh, ooh, that I haven't had in the past? I don't know if that's going to happen. I will say, um, I still don't know where we're going to go on Packers-Bears. And, you know, I think, you know, you and I watched the preseason a little bit. I, I don't think anything has happened on the Packers side that makes me like back off from not from thinking they could be an over team and they could be a better team than the market thinks this year. If anything, some of the things we've seen have been kind of encouraging. Uh, the team hasn't sustained like a ton of injuries or anything bad has happened to them. So I, I think just that this market is like not three, but like two and a half juice towards Chicago basically everywhere. Uh, I'll be really curious. There's another one where is it going to go to three? There's so much support for Chicago being good this year everywhere. And I don't mean like betters who move the market, but like still, if just the climate of the NFL going into the year is that everyone's like, oh, fields. Like what? And this, even the stupid things, like what was it? Uh, Like Shady McCoy on the Fox show did like his top five quarterbacks and like fields was number one or something or like number two. Just like there's a lot of that. And like, that does kind of look permeate in the, when there's like, right, there's a lot of look at me. And it's not just that, though, like, in terms of where betters are putting their money and like, just the conversation about the NFL, that stuff does get like baked into the market sometimes. And it does make teams like inflates their numbers a little bit and like, especially in season long markets. So uh, that's a really long way of saying like, maybe we do go to three. 
And if if that happens, like I'm gonna tell you, like there is nothing I have seen in the preseason that that would make me look at that market and just be like Green Bay plus three, love it. <laughs> like could couldn't love it more. Um, and we'll be happy. But like whatever the outcome is, we'll be really happy. I made the bet. But don't you think now? Um, and you know, and this is I don't really watch any like the hot take debate shows. But when I go work out in the morning at the gym, I go work out. Yeah, I, they they're they're on. The Jordan Love hype train is starting now because he's played really well in the preseason. And now everyone's like, oh, actually, Jordan Love's good. Oh, now if Love's good, oh, oh, next next great Favre Rogers Love. Next great quarterback in Green Bay. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I'm t- I, I don't think this goes to three. I think we operate in this range now going up to week one because of how, how well Love is These going. are like the yeah. two hype teams playing each other, basically. Uh, Packers money line. I... I think I'm going to play alts on this game. Like Packers Packers to smoke them in week one. I think might be a bet for me. Certainly possible. I think my thoughts on the Bears this year are very uh, very on the record. That doesn't mean they have to lose this game. I just, I like them to go under a lot. Um, there's our conversation on a Tuesday week one in the NFL. Coming up next, it's our number three. Lockmas meets eight buckets, ACC win total schedule analysis, and Nick's fantasy takeaways from week two of the NFL preseason.